All right, folks, with the download button on the Survivalist Podcast. And as always, folks, you can catch uh, all of our old shows at uh, soundcloud.com slash survivalistpodcast. And uh, where all fine podcasts are available on Spotify, uh, iTunes, all overcast, uh, castify, all, all of our, any place where the podcasts are, we are. Uh, so use your favorite podcast app to uh, listen to our episodes. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, my call sign, KB3YUA, and also to Facebook.com slash Survivalist Podcast. So, folks, um, wanted to talk about today before we get into some other stuff uh, f- about free speech um, in the sense of Elon Musk and Twitter. Uh, apparently, a bunch, you know, <laughs> Elon Musk and Twitter, I, I just, I don't know what else to, to say about this besides uh, being somebody who's into tech, the, apparently this whole, this whole thing is just uh, getting a little bit out of hand right now with this, uh, looks like it possibly, looks like he's kind of running up short on getting the money, um, a lot of people don't realize this though, but if he does not come up with the money by a certain date, uh, he's going to have to pay Twitter, like I think like a billion dollars uh, for starting this deal and not closing it. Um, a lot of people don't. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, and it's kind of nuts because you know you think about it as somebody who, you know, he's he wants to buy Twitter because he wants to make it like that that free speech uh, thing that Trump is doing. But um, you know, it's a, it's an interesting situation in the sense that, um, like I said, if you don't, if you if you if he doesn't buy it within a certain amount of time, he can't come up with the money. Um, he's gonna, have to, and I know he's gonna have to pay some FCC. I think some, F, I think some fines because I think so. He he disclosed all the deals, all the the whole thing with this deal publicly, and you're not supposed to actually do that when you're in talks to buy a company like this for billions of dollars. Um, it's all supposed to be hush hush with the shareholders, and he has not been very hush hush about it. Uh, he's been very open and public about it, and now he's gonna. I mean, for him, um, I mean, a million dollar fine is like a drop in the bucket when you're the richest man in the world. But uh, he's also going to face some backlash about this because apparently Tesla's not happy because he's leveraging his Tesla stock uh, to be able to come up with part of the money. So uh, I think it'd be really great if he did, you know, um, you know, if he, if he does get it and does open it up and does make it a more of a free speech platform. I'm all for that, uh, especially with that you know, whole situation with him. I, I do think I mean, I do think he, what he wants to do is definitely cool. And I do think that it would be definitely something we need. Um, there's not many b- mainstream right wing kind of things. Uh, you know, Parler is part. You know, when, you, when you look at Parler or Telegram or any of those kinds of services, um, they're a drop in the bucket compared to something like a Facebook or a Twitter. Uh, even Twitter is really a drop in the bucket compared to Facebook. When you look at Facebook, I think they have so Facebook has something like two or three billion users. While Twitter has two or three hundred million, so it really, it really is just a, a drop in the, a drop. I mean, I mean, while Twitter is very prevalent and everybody uses it and it's definitely mainstream, um, it is definitely a, a much smaller market than Facebook as far as user base goes. Uh, it just, it just is. Uh, it, I mean, I think, I think people go to Twitter to find out information, but. Um, like I said, it, it is it is much smaller in comparison to something like Facebook. And obviously Twitter, you know, the other thing with Twitter is too, obviously you got a lot of attention during the whole Trump administration because he used it pretty much exclusively. But um, 
you know, Elon is running into issues. Like I said, he's having issues coming up in the money. Uh, he stopped fundraising. He's he's having like I say he's, he's he's had an issue coming up with as much money as he needs to buy it to take it private. I mean, it is a lot of money. And the other problem is too. I think there's another issue. And I'm not. I am definitely by far not a takeover kind of guy. I don't know. I know a lot about business, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But I do know that the stock price that he promised is twenty dollars more than what the stock is now. That's why the board's pushing so hard to get this through because they don't want to lose that. And I know he's been really working hard on trying to close. I think he was working hard to try to close it. I'm wondering if he kind of just lo- maybe lost interest in it or kind of realizes maybe that he can't come up with the money. Or, I mean, you know, it, it, I, I don't know. But he, like I said, I, I'm curious to see what he's going to do. We all know True Social, while it's doing good, is is nowhere near on the caliper of a Twitter or a Facebook. And, you know, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, he, he's going to have to I know he's gotten like a billion from this person, a billion from this person. He's gotten money from this one, money from that one. So um, he's levering his Tesla stock to borrow money. But I just, I I just, I don't know if he, I I think he's on, I think he definitely, what he wants to do is, is definitely would be great if we can have an open platform where people can speak. I know sometimes Twitter is like the wild, wild west and people have gamed the system and stuff like that. But I'm curious to see. What's going to happen? Because I know a lot of times if you say stuff, they'll flag it, and then you're kind of in like Twitter jail for a few days. Um, I know that happened to a couple people on Facebook who are very, uh, well, happened to a lot of people that are very progressive. And, um, you know, I I don't think it's right that, you know, you you say what you say, and then you get flagged, and that is your beliefs. But I know there's also this whole thing about fake news and, 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 you know, propaganda and and all this. We see uh, somebody like, you know, how Alex Jones is, is on, you know, is being sued and and for his the way he you know not only for the Sandy Hook shootings but for things he said about people and um, you know you know sharing fake news and there's, there's a lot of stuff right now that you know just it would be great to have an open platform where you can speak freely and not have to worry about getting you know put in you know Facebook or your you know Twitter jail and I think that would be a good thing for Twitter I do think what he wants to do is a good idea, but I do think it's going to be, he's going to have a heck of a time, as somebody who, who has a background in technology and programming, it is going to, what he's trying to do is a great idea, but programmically, technology-wise, it, it, he's going to have a really tough time. I, I mean, I know if, it, definitely if he buys it, it, it's going to be an uphill battle, because anytime you're trying to do something like that, and trying to um, you know, make an open platform like that, you have to have moderation, moderating is where the difficult part is because what says something's fake, what says something isn't. And and that's kind of the trouble that Twitter and Facebook are having. A lot of people are saying they're trying to, you know, silence the the right the or the extreme right or whatever with these platforms. And the problem is is it's a lot of times you know the algorithm and the and just the way things are are have to be done programmatically and all that kind of stuff. It it's very it's it's complicated, and it's and other times too. You have people that are that are like you may have somebody who, who actually like a person that needs to intervene and take a look. And it's 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 a tough thing because you you know these things are very. It's not as easy as just you know let everything go because you can't let everything go because um, if you ever seen the spam or the or the or the garbage that comes through these kind of services, they have to regulate to a certain degree. But the problem is is it can go too far, and it's a very tough thing 
to regulate a social media platform. I know it doesn't sound like it from looking from the outside looking in, but um, it is because you have the algorithm that does the first part of it. You have the algorithm that flags, and then sometimes actual people have to go through these things and and look at them, and then that, and then of course that leaves it now in the eye of the beholder, the person that's reading it. So it's it it, it is much more complicated, believe it or not, than what you know to leave to say just leave everything go. Um, it can get like the wild, wild west, especially with the the spam and the garbage. And the other thing they have to watch out for is scams. Um, a lot of people will, on an open platform like that, they'll try to scam the people um, into, you know, uh, into these virus scams or into these 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 cryptocurrency scams or or trying to, you know. So you, you, you do have to regulate to a certain degree um, for security and safety of your users, um, but then you also too have to you know watch whichever it, it's a it is it is a, I'm not gonna lie as somebody who who has worked in a technology industry it's a very tough situation. Um, email is a prime example is how many times do you your email get hit with spam get stuck in the spam phone it's not spam um, because programmatically you can only you know do so much where then it gets flagged. So I think I do think if anybody could do it it would be Elon because I think he has the resources. Um, and all that kind of stuff to put the right people in place to try to figure this out. Um, and like I said, for secure, you, know, you can't be totally open because you do have to, you know, worry about the safety and security of your users. But how do you be open without regulating the speech? It it is a tough. It is. I'm not gonna lie. It is a, if you don't understand technology or or you've never worked in behind the scenes of programming. Um, you know, it it's a it can be a very difficult thing to to really to figure out. And I, and for his sake, I I hope. Um, I hope he gets it. Uh, I know, you know, the True Social Network still having a lot of trouble. Um, that was actually built on what they call Mastodon, which is an existing platform, um, which was really designed not for what they're doing it with. And, um, you know, I, I know they've had str- a little bit of a little bit of an issue with uh, with True Social. So I, I hope they I hope they do figure it out. And I hope he I hope they. You know, it does. You know, either did you? He does figure out what the financing because I think that's what the holdup is. He's saying there's a lot of bots on Twitter, which there are. He's saying there's not a lot of real accounts, and and I I really do believe that, especially after. And I, I know a lot of people joined Twitter because uh, President Trump was on there, and I know a lot of people left. Um, so I know that what he's probably looking at, and I, and it, this has been in the the news the other day, was that he wants to see how many active accounts are there, and how many versus how many accounts are bots versus how many accounts are dormant versus. I mean, it, you know, he he is. I do understand that because you know they're saying they have three hundred and fifty you know million people, and I bet that number has gone down. To be honest with you, uh, I know a lot of people have you know left the platform. Um, you know, since the, you know, since, since the whole situation with, uh, you know, Trump getting kicked off. So I, I would, I would imagine numbers has probably gone down, but, um, you know, for him as, as, as somebody who's going to purchase it, um, he needs to know what he's buying and what he's actually getting. And if the price is too high, he's going to, you know, they're going to have to make an adjustment. Um, if the, you know, it, he, you know, that, that figure he, he is putting out there is based on, um, you know, so many people, Having so many accounts, so we don't wait and see what. I don't think it's going to materialize. Twitter's always been up for sale. They've been trying to get somebody to buy that for a long time. Believe it or not, um, there was talks of, of somebody buying it a bunch of years ago. It didn't pan out. There was talks of of. There's been so many talks about people buying it over the years um, that just couldn't come up with all the money. 
And that's the same situation they're in right now where, you know, a person wants to buy it, but they can't come up with all the money. If he can't come up with the money, who can? But, um, like I said, there, there's been talks for the, Twitter's always been up for sale. Twitter's never actually, it's a business that really hasn't made any money, to be honest with you. Um, you think of how gigantic Twitter is and, and they just, they're comp, they're not like Facebook. They really have never made really any money. Um, they're always, you know, they had, they had layoffs a couple of years ago, um, because of just situations with, you know, finances. Um, they've had to scale back projects because they ran out of financing. They've had to, uh, take on some investors to keep going. Um, the company's been is breaking, you know, under Jack Dorsey started breaking even and, and was doing okay. But it, it's just one of those kinds of things, man, where it's just, it's a, it's a tough business to buy because it's never, it's, it, I see the value in the product and I see the value in the service, but it's very hard to see value when you're not making money. Um, as far, especially when it's investment. Um, so we'll have to see what happens with that. There was actually talks years ago about the government buying it. Um, this is going back maybe 10 years ago, the government was going to buy it and was going to, uh, you're going to use it to get communication out. So that, that there's been, there's been so many times there was talks of Microsoft was going to buy it. They looked into it. They decided not to, um, then they bought LinkedIn, but, um, there was talks for a long time that another company was going to Google was possibly buy it because Google had so many failures in the social media platform area. Um, it's, it's just one of those kinds of things where it, it's a company that nobody, everybody likes it, but nobody wants it. It doesn't make any money. And that, that is a tough business. So um, we'll have to remain to, to be seen what happens there. But I will say there are all alternatives out there for those of you guys that want to. Um, obviously, you have um, Telegram. Um, there's Rocket Chat. There's Parler. Um, there is WhatsApp groups. There's a lot of different things you can do. Um, if you don't want to be on any, you know, Facebook or Twitter, there are other options. There's MeWe. There's a lot of different ones, but um, the big ones, obviously, it's tough. It's tough when you want to get communication out because you want to be, even though you know, if you're on the fringe like that, on those, uh, you know, Telegram and things like that are so much smaller than Twitter or even, you know, or way tinier than than Twitter and way tinier than. Um, obviously, you know, Facebook. So, um, that's, you know, that, that's, a, you know, if you're going to be on the, you know, it's going to be hard to get communication. That's why I think, you know, he wants to do this. So it's, it's a mainstream platform that that's open. So, but like I said, there are other options, uh, out there. So if you have any questions, like I said, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook and I can talk to you about it. Um, like I said, folks, so some of the things I do want to, a couple of things I do want to talk about besides just the news, um, which obviously there was some news. Now they're saying that uh, we're sending some of our strategic oil reserves over to help China out, which I don't understand why we'd be doing that, um, especially if China's good buddies with Russia. Russia can give them all the oil they need. I don't understand why we have to give it to them. Um, I know, you know, the president currently has a good relationship with China, but, um, you know, Russia can give them the oil. They've got enough of it right now, and they're cutting everybody off, so they've got probably have a surplus of it. But um, so some things I want to talk about too, folks. Uh, like I said, other things I do want to speak of as far as survival goes. Um, to, up in Pennsylvania, you have to take a course um, in trapping if you want to trap. Now I have not taken the the well, I have taken the trapping course, which is uh, foothold traps. But apparently, if you want to use cable traps, there's a different certification you have to take. So I took that class uh, during the week. I believe, uh, what, what day was that? It was after 4th of July I took the class. They have one, it's a six-hour class you have to take, and it talks all about um, cable trapping and, and stuff like that. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is 
I had talked to a couple of people who had messaged me from listening to the show last week about cable trapping and, and about using snares. And I, I will I do want to say one thing. You have to be very careful. A snare and a cable trap are two different things. I learned that. Uh, well, I always knew that, but um, I learned that um, the other day in the the, cape, the the course that I took. And one of the things you have to be very careful about is, uh, especially in PA, you can only use a snare in water. You cannot use it on dry land. So it's very, very important. I just wanted to, to point that out. Uh, a snare is is not like a regular cable trap. Uh, a snare actually does grab the animal and kill it, uh, where a cable trap grabs them and restrains them. Um, and you cannot use a snare on dry land. It must be used in water only for safety purposes. So the other thing is, too, with the cable trap, if a large animal, like a dog or a deer or a bear, get trapped in it, they can break out of it and break away from it. Um, now, those traps do capture and do hold the animal there, um, but it, it's, the locking mechanism is designed that if there's a certain amount of pressure from a certain type of animal, um, it'll break it free. Um, smaller animals, it'll relax it so it doesn't kill them, but it will hold them there. Um, but that's so there is a difference, by the way, between snares and cable trapping. And also, too, um, you have to look in, you have to make sure you, you look in your state because certain states um, do allow snaring and certain states do not. Um, I know, like I said, in Pennsylvania, you can only use snares in water. Some states do allow snaring on dry land, but uh, you have to know your laws and your states. Um, contact your local game commission, obviously, if, you're, if you don't know and you're trying to figure it out. But uh, so very important. Like I said, the, the cable, the cable traps and the foothold traps are you have to look too because there's only a certain season for the cable traps and there's only a certain season for the foothold straps, uh, traps. So you have to look at that too. Um, I did not know that either. I did. I, I thought foothold traps you can use any time of the year, but you can't. There's only there's a certain season for that. There's a certain season for the cable traps. Um, the cable traps are mostly a winter thing because the foothold traps don't really work too well in the big, you know, the big snow. But um, there is a season for that as well. So, um, and like I said, in the state of PA, you actually have to be certified in, tra- in, in, tra- you have to, well, you, you have to take a trapping class, but then if you want to use the cables, you have to be certified for that. So I did take the certification for the, the, uh, cable trap recently, just the other day. So, and like I said, the cable traps, you can, you have to, by the way, you have to watch too, because I didn't know this. So if you order cable traps online, not all cable traps can be used in each state. Um, there is an approved um, lock that must be used in certain states. Um, in Pennsylvania, I know this because I just took the class, but um, certain locks cannot be used in your state. So you have to, if you're really thinking about doing any of this cable trapping or snaring, you're really going to have to really do the reading and check because some of these uh, particular things. Are, are you have to know the specifics of it? I didn't know. I thought you could just order cable traps online, but you can't because they have to, the the locking mechanism must be approved by your state. So, and also too, cable trapping in, in, in you have to watch because you can get a fine if the if the animal is entangled and strangled. I know you're thinking, well, you're. I know you're what you're thinking. The same thing I thought. Well, if I'm trapping, I'm gonna want, but you entanglement. You have to have a best effort not to allow entanglement, which is how they consider killing is when you're entangling them. So there's, you have to really make sure you, you, you watch and, 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 and know your, what you're doing uh, because, like I said, not everything um, 
with these cable traps and the way you trap and all that is created uh, equal. And the foothold traps, you have to watch too because only certain foothold traps are allowed to be used in certain states. Pennsylvania, we're pretty loose with that stuff, but you have to look because your state might be different. Um, this A lot of this stuff is state by state, so you have to look. Now, in certain states, I know you can use snares on dry land. We don't allow that in Pennsylvania, but there are some states that allow it. Also, too, you have to know when in your state, if you're going to be doing any kind of trapping, you have to know what your checkpoints are in the sense of in Pennsylvania, you must check your traps every 36 hours. And they do check, just so you know that. They do check. Um, so you have to check your traps every 36 hours. Okay? Um, best time is always to check your traps always in the morning because you don't really want the animal sitting down in the sun all day because if it, if it, if it died, it, you're not going to be able to use it, the meat. But you have to be careful because in PA, you have to check your traps every 36 hours. And the game people do check that stuff on the state land. So... You have to make sure you check your traps every 36 hours in Pennsylvania. Some states are 48 hours. Some states are maybe less. I don't know. Um, but I do know that specifically. But I do know, especially on the, on, on the cable traps, you have to use only a certain kind of lock. And if it's the wrong kind of lock, you can get a fine. So you're going to have to know your state. You're going to have to know some states you don't need a license for cabling. Some you do. Um, some states you can make the cable traps right out of stuff you buy at the hardware store. Um, some states you can't. Um, some of them have to have stops on them. Some of them, you know, um, some of them have to have, um, the hole, the loophole, depending on what you're capturing has to be a certain size. If you're capturing uh, fox or coyote or anything like that, the hole has to be a certain size. Um, where if you're capturing something else, you have to use a smaller loop. Uh, the loop has to be so high off the ground. Uh, there, there's actually quite a bit to know with the whole cable trapping thing. Um, if you are interested in cable trapping, I seriously recommend uh, reaching out to your local um, state, uh, your state game commission, uh, only because they'll be able to kind of tell you, um, you know, what you need to do, and they'll be able to give you a book with information to make sure you're following all the right laws. Because the last thing you want to do is get a fine for something stupid like not having a hole big enough or not being high enough off the ground. Also, too, the, again, the cable restraint holds the animal. So in some situations, the, the cable also has to be anchored to the ground. And that's something that a lot of people don't know. Um, you, the cable has to be, if, they, if, if, the, if the anchor has to be in the ground, and has to be in so far, too. Um, and state commit game commissions will actually come and, like, shake them and move them around. Also, too, um, your, your uh, well, they have equipment. We have in Pennsylvania what they call the equipment ID. Um, in some states you have trapper ID uh, or hunting ID. It depends on your state again. But I know in Pennsylvania you must have your equipment ID on the equipment, uh, on your traps. And if you don't have it, they, they might actually even take it down. So very important there to make sure that you, you have all your equipment tagged with all your information. Especially if you're on a state land because I, I know they specifically check that. Um, you should do it in general, but um, especially on the state land, you're, you ha you're going to have to. Also, too, if you're if you wh what I find is the best places to go trapping is on farmland because farmers usually don't. They're you know I've gone up to farmers and said, hey, I want to do trap. I wanted to trap on your. I, again, I just took the cable course. I always did foothold trapping, but um, 
the cable trapping is something new that I'm getting into, so I just take it to the class. But I've actually gone up, like, I've had farmers that say to me, I said, hey, I you don't know, want to trap all. Oh, we got tons of, you know, rabbits or things like that that are that are destroying my, my crops. I'd love if you trapped on my land. So um, if, if you are looking to do any kind of foothold trapping um, or, or cable trapping, I seriously recommend know your laws, but also, too, I'd recommend talking to the local farmers if you have any area because a lot of those guys want you to trap on their property because they don't want um, they definitely they don't want rabbits they don't want that kind of stuff that's going to destroy their you know, their crops their land because rabbits coyotes foxes uh, stuff all stuff you can trap um, definitely can cause damage on a farm so uh, a lot of those guys have found the best places to go are is, is to talk to farmers because they a lot of times will say yeah sure go ahead because they don't want those especially if it's a chicken farmer I guarantee you he's going to want you to capture foxes because foxes are like the biggest predator on a chicken farm so I can guarantee you he's going to want you to go ahead and trap that so um, like I said Make sure, like I said, I would say definitely talk to the the farmer and see if he's okay with it. Um, also, too, if you're if you're going to be trapping, you have to talk to him about where he wants the traps. It's very important. Um, if they're free, if they're if they're chickens that are kind of in a coop, um, he might let you trap around the out, you know the outside of the coops to you know. But you have to watch because um, certain states you cannot trap within X amount of feet of of, of livestock because of. of rules and stuff like that so you have to watch but um if you're going to capture foxes and you're on a chicken farm probably the best place is going to be around the coop somewhere or around behind the bushes behind the coops or places like that you'll know um, when you scout for you know what you're looking for um you'll see the skeet you'll see all that kind of stuff and you'll know the foxes are there you'll definitely know you can tell a foxhole a mile away so you'll see the foxhole you'll see the you know all that kind of stuff Surprisingly enough, one of the places they said in, in the uh, when I took the cable certification the other day, one of the places they said the best place to hang a cable trap, believe it or not, is right by those storm drains that go underneath. Um, storm drains that go on, you know, like I said, underneath, um, you know, uh, underneath the ground. Some of that. They said a lot of animals hide out in there, and they actually recommend that you try to trap there because a lot of those animals can actually get hurt or killed when it rains. So they actually really actually recommend if you are going to do some trapping to possibly, if you're allowed to in your state, to trap right there or if it's a good spot to trap right there. Um, so that's something I didn't know either, that that's a good spot. Uh, I know animals hung out in there, but I know you could trap there. Uh, also, too, one of the big things that you have to be careful of, too, by the way, is if you capture something that's not supposed to be captured, you got to make sure you let it go, um, you know, things like that. Like I said, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, if you are looking into cable trapping, which is going to be my new thing this year, um, you know, you're going to have to take your test and make sure you, uh, you know, make sure you know your laws. The snare thing is very important because cable trapping and snaring are not the same thing. Very, very important. The cable trap, like I said, does capture the animal alive. The snare does not. Um, in PA, you can only use snare traps in water and it's only for beaver and river otter. That's it. Um, so very, very important to know that, especially if you're going to be doing any kind of trapping. Um, you have to know your state. You have to know your laws. You have to know what you can and can capture. You have to know your seasons, and you have to know how to set the traps up. Um, like I said, you, you can't, and by the way, you can capture an animal with a snare alive, but it's very rare, especially if you, you know, especially something like a beef. I mean, you can, but it's, it's, it can be very difficult to capture a, a, an animal alive in a snare, um, 
And generally, the reason why they're allowed to do it underwater is because you're going to want... You want it... I mean, unfortunately, when you're capturing, uh, capturing using a snare in water, you want entanglement because you want the animal to get killed. So, I mean, and most of the time, if you capture them underwater, they're going to want to come up for water. So, but that's another thing too, by the way. If you are going to use a snare in water, you have to make sure that the trap is a certain amount submerged. I know this seems like a nuts thing. Like, what do you talk about? In PA, you have to, if you're going to use a snare cable trap, you must make sure that you ca- that the loop is so much in the water. I think it has to be a third or two-thirds in the water. I, I think you can actually completely submerge it if you want. I have to check the book on that, but I bel- but you have to, so a certain percentage of it must be in the water because if not, it's considered a dry land trap. Uh, so there's a, a lot that goes into this this cable trapping. Um, like I said, if you if you don't if you don't need want to know more about snaring and cable trapping, like I said, talk to your local game commission. YouTube has a tons of stuff on it. But I'm going to guess if you're going to want to use a snare, most states are going to require you to take a, a trapping course or a cable certification course. Um, I like I said, I just took the Pennsylvania one this week. The course it was on Tuesday. Uh, I took a day off from work to do to do it, and um, it it actually is is pretty. It actually was pretty easy. Um, you know, I, I mean, I mean, it's made for kids eleven and older. So, I mean, if you're an adult, I mean, a lot of it's mostly just common sense. Um, but like I said, go through it, and it wasn't that difficult. Is this stuff you need to know? Um, some of the stuff, you know, if you're if you're already a woodsman or an outdoorsman, um, they go some of the stuff they go over. It's like you know. This is what a coyote looks like. This is what a fox looks like, you know, stuff like that, which is a little bit insulting to your intelligence, but they do have to go over it. And um, But some of the stuff, you're going to want to make sure you have your syllabus with you if it's your first time doing it, or at least take notes down on some of the stuff after, because um, there is stuff when you do go out, you're going to have to know, like how big the hole has to be, how big, and you're going to want to bring a tape measure with you. You're going to want to know how high it has to be. Um, there's a lot that goes into the cable trapping, and you do have to have your certification to do it, so in Pennsylvania. Um, foothold traps not as complicated. Um, they still have the same regulations. We have to you have to check on within like within like thirty six hours and stuff of like that. It used to be forty eight in PA. They dropped it to thirty six. Um, those kind of things are all going to be the same. You have you obviously all your even your foothold traps have to be marked with your your information on them, no matter where they are. Um, you know all that kind of stuff. That stuff's pretty standard. But the the stuff with the cable trapping, the height from the ground, the size of the loop all that kind of stuff you're going to want to know. Um, they do have a cheat sheet that you can print out online and laminate and keep with you in Pennsylvania. Um, if you if you want to do that, I would recommend it. I probably will. Um, also, too, one of the things I did realize, and I didn't know this, is since the cable trapping is separate from your hunting license, you have to have the cable trap certification card with you with your hunting license just in case you get stopped. You have to have that, or otherwise you can get a fine for that. So I didn't know that either, but apparently you have to have that along with your hunting license. Um, also too, one of the things they do talk about with a cable trapping obviously is, um, brought is, is the way at the, I, I guess if in, in Pennsylvania, you have to make sure that you give a best effort not to strangle an animal, especially on dry land, because what they're worried about, especially on dry land, um, is that you're going to capture them. You're not supposed to catch, God forbid, a dog, a pet, something like that, a cat, whatever, um, or something you're not supposed to catch in general, just not season. Uh, they want you to be able to release it. And, um, you, I mean, you have to give a best case effort. I mean, I can't imagine, I'd hate to, ooh, I'd hate to come home to a, or not home, come home, but a little a trap that has somebody's pet in it. Boy, that would be a rough conversation to have with the pet owner. Um, 
But uh, so you do want to be careful where you set your traps up. Uh, definitely, somebody I've done foothold traps before in the past. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on my desk, which is wood here. Um, I've never caught somebody's pet yet. I'm going to knock on wood again. Hopefully, I don't do that this season. Um, but the foothold traps, though, aren't um, won't kill. I mean, you can't. You can't. I mean. I mean, I guess you could if somebody if they caught got caught and they got tangled or something. But it, it, I've never seen any. I've never had a situation where an animal gets gets killed from a hole trap. Uh, those of you that are wondering what that noise was, that was my Obi the Wonder Dog knocking over something on the on the desk. Uh, yes, that that was Obi the Wonder Dog. My bird dog sometimes gets a little overzealous, and uh, when he sees me and things like that can happen. Um, but like I said, the like I said, you have to be really really careful. Um, about what you're trapping, um, and like I said, making sure you don't catch somebody's pet. That's you know, um, the cable trapping is a lot more dangerous. I'm not gonna lie because that is a situation where you can get something around the neck. Now, if your cable traps are set right and you use the right kind of lock, even if you get something around the neck, you're not gonna kill it. Okay, so that's kind of important. Um, but the foothold traps, I've never seen that. Um, I you can, I will say this though, when the cable trap grabs them. Um, depending on the photo trap you're using, you can, you know, break a leg or something like that if you're not careful, but, um, or cause some, you know, bleeding or cutting or whatever like that. But, you, you know, but it's not, I don't think it's going to kill them. But again, very, very important, like I said, to, uh, to check your traps very often. And any of the, any of the, especially if you're going to do cable trapping and, I mean, foot hole trapping too, but um, don't, I've seen people that, that set these things up on like public trails. And it's like the middle of October. It's kind of like season, but it's not. It's like, okay, guys, it's September. Why do you have a foothold trap on like the freaking main like trail going to town? Like, I mean, I I get it. There's no law that says you can't, but it's kind of stupid. I mean, people's dogs, people. I mean, I mean, you're talking about pets. Imagine somebody puts their foot in a foothold trap. It won't hurt. It may hurt, but I mean, they're not going to kill them. But yeah, that's definitely going to be a, an uncomfortable conversation when they call the game commission and give them your number that's on the the, the um, on the device and says, hey, I caught this caught on my foot because somebody left this sitting out, you know, on a public trail in the middle of the, you know. So, <laughs> you know, um, it, it, it's more of a think, you know, a trap responsibly, trap safely, trap intelligently i guess i would say um i've never had that happen but i yet i've have had people that have caught people's pets in their traps i've never done it knocking on wood i'm gonna knock on wood again here uh but i have heard of it happening so you just got to be smart be careful be safe and uh don't do something stupid uh, one of the things that, that is very important though when you are trapping though using the foothold traps is if you are going to have them what I like to do personally, and because the animals aren't really, they're not going to notice it, but what I usually do is I put the foothold trap there, and then I put one of those um, orange, those very thin orange markers, and I'll tap it down in there um, just so I know where the trap is and just to alert other hunters that there's a trap or trappers that that's there. You don't have to do that. That's something that I do um, just to keep people aware so one they don't set the trap off and two so they don't get caught in it um it doesn't like i said it doesn't happen i've never i I do that you don't have to do that they're like a couple dollars you get them at the hardware store i get a couple of them and i put them out with the traps just so i one so i know where the trap is i mean i I know where they are but just so it gives me you know this is a little bit easier to find them and then two this way people that are in the woods especially on the state land don't set them off on me or you know know that it's there 
Um, that's something I do. You don't have to do that, but that's something I do. Um, and it doesn't distract. I mean, the animals don't really care that much about it. Um, one thing I will say though is if is if you are going to be doing cable traps, um, one of the things I strongly recommend is is boiling the trap and then trying to make and then like either roughing it up or making it look like it's where it's supposed to be. Because if you get a bright silver shiny trap, um, animals are not like fish; they're not really attracted to that stuff, and they may not go through it. Um, I had a friend of mine who was ver- who was very very. Uh, into this kind of stuff and he always told me that too you got to make sure you boil the trap or spray the trap or do something so the trap doesn't like blends in with the area now i know you're going to say well that'll make it easier for people to see, make it hard for people to see it and but but if you want to capture something it, it, that's the way to do it and and you know so that's that's why i always you know and also too very very important wear rubber boots and rubber gloves because if you wear rubber boots and you wear rubber gloves you're not as likely to leave scent um if you're just going to get regular with your hands set up a trap uh they're going to smell that scent so just make sure you use rubber gloves and always wear rubber boots when you're trapping so so you don't leave any scent behind i mean yes you're going to kick up scent but with rubber boots it keeps it down to a minimum um always wear rubber and, and also too what I what I like to do is what I usually do. I'll, I'll clean the traps, boil the traps, spray them with deodorizer. Um, they sell it at all the stores, and then I'll leave them sitting outside for a day or two, uh, so they kind of get that you know the the nature smell on them before you put them out. Uh, I like to do that. Um, a lot of people I know do that as well. They say it's a really good way to really make the trap so it's uh, you know more like nature. Remember, remember you want the, the best kind of trap is one they don't know is there. So. Um, you know, you want to make these things so they're, you know, as as much, you know, you know, it's one of those things. You just want to make sure the animal doesn't know it's there. So that's what I usually do. Um, like I said, if, if you like I said, the, the main thing is to make sure you, I always if you don't ever get a trap from like a store, field stream, and then and you just put it right out there. No, it's got to be clean. It's got to be sprayed down. It's got to be all that stuff. Um, also, too, folks, uh, I want to point out too, and I did not know this. Um, there is actually, and I, well, I knew this, but I didn't know there was a lot. There is, um, in Pennsylvania, there is, I mean, I, I mean, I, I didn't, I knew you had to do it, but I didn't know that it was like on the books now. Um, they tell you what kind of caliber you have to, a weapon you have to use with the animal. Um, and I did not know you can use air or gas powered, um, rifles to kill, to, to kill a trapped animal. Um, like so a BB gun or something like that. But I will say this though, if, if you're going to 22 caliber is, is, is probably your smallest caliber. If you don't want to, you know, remember you're not, you know, some of these animals are pretty small, so you're not going to want to bring like a 45 with you, but they actually say a 22 caliber or air rifle. Um, I actually think the air rifle would do a lot less damage and a lot less noise and all that. So I, I think that's definitely the, the way to go. Now you can do whatever you want. But uh, 22, I think they say 22 or air rifle is preferred. Um, I mean, you can use a 22 caliber, but uh, you know you could use the air rifle too. It depends on the animal you're trying to get. Um, if you're doing foxes, coyote, I'd probably bring the probably bring a 22 caliber with you. But if you're just doing squirrels or or stuff like that, um, or or any kind of small game like that, you probably could just bring the air rifle with you and one shot in the head. Um, also, too, make sure you have a capture pole with you. I saw a lot of people on uh, that that just go out and they don't have capture pole. If you're capturing raccoons and stuff like that, you're going to want a capture pole. Capture pole goes around the animal's neck so you can hold it down. Um, the other reason why be, I've had some people say, well, I don't need a capture pole. I'm just going to kill it anyway. Right. But if you capture an animal that you are not supposed to capture, you cannot kill it. So you're going to need a capture pole to hold the animal while you release it. 
Okay. Very, very important. A lot of people don't think about that. And I've actually seen a couple people make some mistakes where they're out in the woods like that. And they're like, I'm like, where's your capture ball? Well, I don't need a capture ball because whatever, I'm going to kill it. No, you're not. If you're out there capturing raccoons and you get a bobcat and it's not in its season, you're not going to be killing it. So you have to have a way to, uh, to hold the animal down while you release it for your safety and for the animal's safety as well. So very, very important with that. Um, always make sure you bring your capture pole with you because, you know, it can be a really, really serious thing if you have an animal and and you can't hold it down while you're trying to release it. Um, God, and also, too, I mean, God forbid, you know, I mean, you don't, I mean, obviously, you know, you'll know the, rabies, the animal has rabies, but I mean... Sometimes you don't know, and you don't want to get bit or cut or anything like that. So it's it's much safer. Always bring your capture pole with you if you're going to be going out in the woods. Very very important. Um, I tell everybody, I always bring a capture pole because you never know what's going to be on that trap. And the worst thing you want to do is not have it and have to leave the animal there. And then now you've been now it looks like you haven't checked your traps in 36 hours. So it's it's very you know it's it's really really important to make sure you have all your ducks in a row and that capture pole is, is definitely a big part of it. They're not expensive. All you do, you put it around the animal's neck, then you'll go ahead and you'll pull the rope uh, just tight enough so you can hold it, hold it down with your foot and then you can release the animal safely. And then you release the animal obviously out of the capture pole. So very, very important. Always have a capture pole because a lot of people don't and then they're in a really bad situation um, when it's time to release, which you don't, which you do not want to happen. Trust me. Like and then also too the other thing like I said, um, knowing your seasons and I, I brought some before but knowing your seasons, knowing what's you can't what traps you can and cannot use, all that stuff very 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 important. So um, you know just just know what you're doing. There's tons of if you if you if you take the hunter safety course the hunter safety course or the trapping course whatever's required in your state and you're still don't know, um, go on YouTube. Watch YouTube videos. Make sure you know what you're doing because the last thing you want to do is make a mistake, kill an animal that you're not supposed to kill, or worse than worse, get a fine, um, any of that stuff. So make sure, like I said, know what you're doing. Like I said, YouTube is your good friend. Um, all that kind of stuff. Very important. Like I said, the Game Commission, if you have any questions, go to the Game Commission. They are your friends. They want you to hunt. They want you to hunt safely. They want you to hunt the right way. So they would be, I always recommend going to the going to the commission. Um, you know, if you if you have any questions, have your syllabus, have the right licenses. Um, you know, we all love the outdoors, but we all have to love it the same way. We have to hunt respectably and safely. So very, very important. Uh, I know I went on and on and on about trapping today, folks, uh, but it's something that, I've, like I said, I'm really getting into this season, uh, something I really enjoy, I'm really enjoying doing, and uh, something I'm, I'm hoping to talk more about, uh, especially when the season comes up. But I did take the course this week, so I wanted to go over all that. Um, but like I said, folks, trapping is going to be a big thing if you're out, especially if you're in a survival situation, folks. Um, you cannot always rely on hunting. Um, sometimes you're going to have to rely on trapping as well. Uh, or sometimes you set your traps out and then go hunting. So you, if in case you didn't get anything hunting, you have something when you come back. Uh, when you're out in the woods, you have to use everything available. You may be setting a net out. If you're in a survival situation, you may have a net out in the water to catch fish. You may have snare traps set up. Um around and you might be walking around with a bow i mean people say oh that's a lot that's a lot to do yes but if you need food especially in the wild um you can't have too many options so um like i said folks very very important um like i said i want to thank everybody for listening today and i will see you on the next podcast thank you very much